Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, it's hump day, halfway through the week. Uh, this week's, you know, going by pretty fast. It is indeed. And, uh, I was going to say, I thought there was going to be a lot of bombshells this, uh, this week, but I guess technically there are, you know, they just really... They haven't all detonated yet, but uh, well, they threw a bomb yesterday. We played the audio that uh, the apparently the Department of Justice leaked to uh, the press, where it was supposedly Mm -hmm. the audio that was going to be the piece de resistance, the cream on the on the uh, ice cream. It'll be the cherry on top of the cream on the ice cream. I get it. This, do you get it? Thank you. Well. Apparently, it didn't go over like they expected because it was easily explained, and uh, it had it had the left going bananas. By the way, it had it had every uh, fake news outlet: MSNBC, CNN. They were already reading the uh, eulogy or the obituary for uh, Donald Trump's candidacy, but uh, it didn't happen. Alina Hava is one of the mm. lawyers uh, to Donald Trump. She was on. Rob Schmidt's show yesterday. The, the audio leak is being portrayed, the, the CNN audio leak being portrayed as some kind of a slam dunk mm-hmm. against former President mm-hmm. Trump. I mean, they're all sitting there saying, oh, he's done, he's done, he's done. How do you see it? Uh, first of all, it's the DOJ audio leak is how I would categorize that. <laughs> exactly. If we're going to be accurate, it's not the CNN one. It's the DOJ one to CNN, to CNN. in order to jeopardize a jury pool, in order to uh, politicize something that should not be politicized, and to further show the American people that we have a dual system of justice. If you look at what's happened just this week, Rob, we had a submarine as a distraction because Joe Biden's son, Hunter, who was on his way to Camp David, got, tra- got caught got a slap on the wrist. Meanwhile, Alan Weisselberg, who did far less, spent 180 days in jail. We have J.P. Morgan paying Epstein's people $250 million. Nobody covered it. This is a continuation of what we've seen, right? It's a political demonstration of corruption. Does this leak jeopardize their case in any way? I mean, couldn't you say, what, this is out? So is this admissible in in, in the case? I I think that the fact that they did this was a major mistake. So they've become so desperate that they need to use the media to play into their hand for the 2024 election, as we've seen. But what happened was we forget that there was a judge order that nobody, including President Trump, could discuss any evidence. Now, President Trump hasn't needed to discuss evidence because we're not desperate. We know the facts and he did nothing wrong. They're desperate. So what are they going to do? They're going to taint the jury pool. They're going to taint the American public's perception and try and say, look, here are the, here's a tape. Here's a tape of saying what? A president can declassify documents. I'm no longer a president. I can't declassify documents now. But what are, to the people that say he says on the tape that, that uh, he can't declassify it? It's his top Correct. secret and he can't, he and he can't declassify it. He wasn't president at the time of the tape. He couldn't declassify. He knew that. But he wasn't saying it wasn't declassified. He was saying presidents can declassify. As a non-president, you can't. That has nothing to do with it. It's a red herring. It's exactly what they're doing. They take cuts and pieces, just like the indictment. They put it together and they make the American people believe the story, like La La Land, that they create. It's not in fact. There is no two sides. It's just one side. And it's pieces. You know, it's a recording. They've been trying to muzzle 
the former president they on muzzle. the they, they muzzled him on, on on the case, right. and yet and, and and they continue to leak. To leak, right? I mean, I, I don't know where else this this would have come from. Well, we, where, where else would it have? I I, I don't know. From, it couldn't from, have come from, from the anyone. reporter that recorded it. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't. It's impossible. The reporter wouldn't have, as you heard in the reporting. They said off the record. He said off the record. They wouldn't do that. There has to be some evidence that came from the DOJ. Why? Because they're losing. They're losing in the polls. They're losing in the media, and they're losing this case. That's what happens. Do you think? They, do, do you think they know that the case is, is effectively dead? I think most people look at this subjectively and they think, are they really going to throw a former president in, in jail for this? You know, I mean, if, 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 they, if they could even prove it, would they right. even do it in the first place? Is this just now a Hail Mary to, to just vilify him as much as they can in the eyes of the American people? And they, the media? Have, they have thrown so many Hail Marys and it's just not working yeah. that I think they're running out of steam and, and potential. So they just keep trying to taint the pool and say, yeah. hey, guys, listen to what we say. Look, 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 he's he's guilty. What we're right. saying is true. Eh, sorry, we're going to go to trial. We're going to see this as what it is. It's a joke. It's a hoax. I hate to use my client's word, but it's a witch hunt. And yeah. at the end of the day, we're going to get our turn to put our story out there and it'll be full and accurate. Now, will the left wing media cover it? We don't know, but we'll be there to say it. And I'll definitely be pushing. You know what? Their, their inability to cover real news, what, what they're sad. doing with the Biden story right now. I mean, people are really waking up very I mean, quickly. And there's on. a number of ways to get these facts. It's it's they're they're hurting themselves and yeah. they're really hurting. Uh, they're hurting the American yeah, people. Really we are. deserve yeah. better. Honestly, yeah. we deserve the right yeah. to choose. Alina Haba with Rob Schmidt. By the way, his mm. program uh, is like the heir apparent to uh, to Tucker's show, in my opinion, because he does a really good job researching the show, and his presentation right. is spot on. He might mm -hmm. be a little more partisan than Tucker, I'm just saying, but uh, good. Uh, it's a good show if you haven't watched it. Rob Schmidt on uh, Newsmax. And uh, Alina Haba is a smart young woman, and what she said is very true. You know, Trump was talking about, uh, you know, uh, he said uh, if it was, it would be classified, uh, and I could declassify it if I was president. Of course, I'm not president now. He wasn't talking about the documents that they were talking about. You know, they, he was just making a random comment, but the media right. jumped on it like it was, it was uh, an admission of guilt. Well, you know, when you listen to the audio, whether it was, you know, all cohesive, all together, and not sliced, or it was a cut-and-paste job, uh, what they're making out of it and what is reality, what I've heard, because uh, I listened to it. We played it the other day, and I dissected that, too. And I said, that's not what he said at all. You know, I mean, it was a random thought, but it was there were there are two, two or three different things going on there. The paper rattling, they don't have a document to support what they're saying. And it was, you know, newspaper clippings. Look, you've got a pile of paper right now for the show prep. Right. And I got a pile right here, too. My big thing is uh, it's not organized. Uh but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you got it here, and yeah, oops, I hit a weird sound effect on my end, <laughs> but you know, um, because it's right there on the console with all the buttons. <laughs> but the point is, we have that paper, and to sit there and say, you know, yeah, President, I uh, could have classified it, can't cla uh, declassify it now, you know, could have declassified before, but not now. Okay, what is he referring to? Was he referring to a document? Oh, well, he had paper, must be a document, and he's got it, and he shouldn't have it. You know, he didn't say that, and that's not the case. But you're implying that it is, and this is just wrong what they're doing. And they're doing this all the time. It's cut-and-paste jobs. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, President Trump, uh, yesterday, he should have been, if he were guilty of something, 
He probably would have been sheltered in a, a bunker somewhere in Mar-a-Lago talking with his assistants, but instead he hopped on an airplane, waved to his fans and uh, his supporters, and he flew off to New Hampshire, landed, I believe, in Boston. I think he landed at Logan, and I think he uh, took a motorcade up to Concord, which is like two-hour wow. drive. It's not, it's not a hop, skip, and a jump. Uh, Two-and-a-half-hour drive maybe up to Concord. Uh, and I would imagine they did the rolling closures on it like he was president. Mm-hmm. And uh, it must have been an interesting day for the guy. But he stopped off in Manchester and he waved and talked to his supporters at the uh, Trump office. I guess they call it like a regional office in Manchester. And mm-hmm. uh, they were just, you know, the place was packed and his supporters were really charged to see him. Then he got back in the in the limo and off he went to uh, Concord. And he was met by an amazing amount of people and supporters. Mind you, this is on a Tuesday when people are working late. It was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, right? You would have thought people would be at work. And do- nope, they, they were out to see the president and to hear his speech. He was at the uh, uh, Federation of Republican Women Lilac Luncheon. I'm not sure exactly what that is, but apparently it's a big deal and something which kind of, I guess kind of helps to kick off the uh, campaign I think right. I think that Ron DeSantis spoke there earlier uh, at the same function. How did you do? Uh, nowhere near as uh, 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 enthusiastic response as uh, President Trump. Let me just yeah. leave it at that. Uh, I, I think Ron DeSantis has an uphill climb, and I think what they're doing with Trump, with every sling and arrow they throw at the guy, he gets stronger and stronger, and uh, it's it's doing the exact opposite of what the deep state expected. President Yeah, you wonder oh go ahead. Go, no, I was, all I was gonna say, see, I got a clip of him speaking a bit all right, go uh, ahead. yesterday. Uh and you'll hear uh, you'll hear exactly how uh he sounded and how his supporters reacted. Listen. The USA is a mess, our economy is crashing, inflation is out of control. China, Russia, Iran, North Korea have formed together as a menacing and destructive coalition. Our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard. The way it's going, we're going to lose our currency as the world standard, which will be the single greatest defeat for this country in 200 years. That will be catastrophe. It won't happen with me, not even a chance, just like Russia would never have invaded Ukraine and China would not have even thought about Taiwan, as I said. If you took the five worst presidents in the history of the United States and added them up, they would have never done the destruction to our country as crooked Joe Biden and the Biden administration have done. Nobody's done damage to this country like this. Our country is... Our country is a failing nation. We are a failing nation. We're a nation in decline. And now these radical left lunatics want to interfere with our elections again by using law enforcement this time. The other's going to be harder to do. So they want to use corrupt law enforcement. It's totally crazy what's going on. Our country has such a chance and such an opportunity. I don't believe it can survive another four years. What they're doing to our country is so sad. You see what they're proposing. Let's build a windmill on every farm. Let's build everything. I mean, you have to see these fields. They're like junkyards, windmills all over the place. 
wind mill, most expensive energy anywhere in the world by far. They're all made in China, a little bit in Germany, but all in China. And you look at some of these fields, and your energy costs are zooming, zooming. They're going through the roof. It's so destructive, all electric, all electric, everything. Now they want to take away your your gas stoves. Does anybody like gas better? You cook a lot more than I do. Because I have a lot of friends that are really into the cooking thing, and they say gas is better. So, But they want to take it away. They want to take away your washing machines and your dryers. They don't want to give you any water for the washing machine, even though you have so much water. You don't know what the hell to do with it up here. It flows out into the ocean. But this is the final battle. This is really the final battle. With you at my side, we will demolish the deep state. We will expel the sick, crazy warmongers. They are warmongers from our government. And by the way, peace through strength. Don't forget, I built the greatest military in the world. New jets, new everything. Everything was great. Then they gave 85 billion of it away, but even that's peanuts compared to what we did. I gave Ukraine the anti-tank missiles that they shot called javelins. Obama gave them sheets. You know, they say, oh, Trump was very nice, or he's a, I was the one that said about Russia, you're not gonna build the pipeline. I stopped the pipeline when Obama, when Biden came in, he came in and he said, uh, yes, they can build the pipeline going to Germany and all parts of Europe. And, well, nobody was tougher on Russia, nobody was tougher on China, and yet I got along with them. And that's a good thing, not a bad thing. But we wouldn't have had a world war, and we wouldn't have had these other wars, and we wouldn't have had the conflict, and we could very well end up in a world war. And this would be a nuclear war, a war the likes of which, this is not two army tanks running around shooting at each other. These are weapons that are so powerful. That's why our country right now is in the most dangerous time in the history of our country, but in the history of the world because of the power of the weaponry. And we have a man who's grossly incompetent as the head of the United States of America, which can lead all other countries. I led all other countries. Some of them liked me, some of them didn't. But we were the boss. I led the countries. We have none of that now. They go for trips to Saudi Arabia where he needs something. You know what he needs? Oil, because he refuses to take it from under our feet. And he gives a fist bump to the future king of Saudi Arabia, who happens to be a wonderful person. You know what a fist bump is? That's, don't shake my hand because your hand is dirty. That was greatly insulting. He travels for 20 hours on Air Force One, spewing lots of fumes if you're into that world. And he gives a fist bump to the future king of Saudi Arabia. In other words, he insulted and he got nothing. But these are people that are stupid people that are leading us. These are people that don't know what's happening. And these are people that have put us in the most dangerous position in the history of the world right now because of the power of weaponry. We will drive out the globalists. We will cast out the communists, the Marxists, the fascists. And we have them in our country. That's what's doing all of the stuff with the Department of Justice and with the FBI. We will throw off the sick political class. We will defeat Joe Biden and we will drain the swamp once and for all.
just in conclusion, I say that the great silent majority is rising like never before. It's a great, great silent majority. We will win New Hampshire and we will make America great again, greater than ever before. So God bless you. God bless everyone. God bless New Hampshire and God bless America. Thank you. You know, if you listen to him speak there, mm -hmm. it was a little more low key. Uh, it wasn't one of his rally speeches where he's pumping up 30,000 people, but it was more, I, th I think, uh, determined. If you listen to his, his style, the delivery, he seemed... Yeah, he's changed his approach a little bit. It doesn't mean that he doesn't go back to his old ways, but he, I think he's smart. He knows what he needs to do to, to command the boardroom, so to speak, and we're the boardroom, and he's got to... You know, let us know what his plans are to uh, propel us forward. He called uh, it uh, the final battle. He the said, "Final countdown," uh, like the song. Right? But this uh, is the he said, "This is the final battle." Uh, yeah. During the speech, I mean, he is um, he's determined, and I just hope he knows that something has to change with the system before he can well, be president. There, yeah, he well, he mentioned it's the final battle, but then he also mentioned, you know, we're on the brink of war. And, it, uh, you know, one of the things that I read this morning, there are reports that uh, the Russians are moving nuclear weapons to Belarus, which that mm -hmm. is the pivotal point when you go from a regional conflict to World War III. And you might be going, well, you know, their, their tanks aren't that great. Well, you got to realize that uh, during the Cold War, it was Russia and the United States that were in the arms race. And even though the salt talks brought the number down, and China might have, you know, few several hundred, uh, between Russia and the United States, and I think Russia has the most, mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, they're within a few hundred. There's over 11,000, maybe 12,000 nukes altogether between our two nations. We unleash those. It is, I mean, 100 billion miles away. Somebody's going to see the flash in the sky, in the night sky, and that's going to be Earth saying goodbye. When you have these nuclear weapons in Belarus, you have to ask the question, who has control? Who is the person who decides whether or not to use them? Are they just moving them to the Belarus area to, for logistics purposes, but they're still going to be under the control of Putin? Or is the president of Belarus going to be the person who says, uh, fire or not, and if that's the case, now you have another, another party another. to this uh, this whole thing. You know, you, you have to worry about Putin and the president of Belarus now. Well, what does the United States have to say about all this? Now, you know, Obama has been doing secret meetings now, getting into meeting with politicians. So there was a mysterious phone call at the White House, and then shortly after that, Obama was invited over to do lunch with Biden. And uh, they, it was private lunch, and uh, nobody was there. Corinne Jean-Pierre was asked about it, and she said, uh, no particular, no specific particular uh, reasoning uh, is what she responded. And I know sometimes people ask when they speak, not going to get into it from here, but I'm sure we will be. I'm like going, what, what? the hell is What was that? She's not going to get in it from the podium, but we'll be talking about it in the future is what she sounded like she was saying there, you know? It, uh, well, she may be out of a job because, you know, she was doing, there was a press uh, meeting, I think yesterday, and Olivia Dalton replaced her, 
and uh, I guess did a fine job. And there's rumors that uh, she's run her course. They're going to pull her out of that uh, position. Well, they have uh, John Kirby who gets up there and he ends up walking off the stage without answering questions. You know, what was it? Uh, they asked some tough questions a couple of days ago. And he said, I'm not going to answer that from up here. And right. James Rosen from Newsmax was the uh, guy who had the questions. And he just walked off the stage. And then Corrine Jean-Pierre stepped over and started uh, finishing off the press conference. And she wouldn't answer the questions. And she walked off the stage. I, I, maybe you're right, Bill. Maybe there's going to be changes in the, uh, in the media office uh, in the not-too-distant future. Because what good are they if they can't answer the questions? Well, I don't think they have answers for the questions. They're not being given answers to the questions. Or there is something really deep and dark that's going on that we may not want to know about, and they are not, they don't want to tell us about it. And above and beyond all this Biden Hunter thing, and even Merrick Garland over, you know, the what happened with, uh, you know, uh, uh, Hunter's light deal turns out yeah. that, uh, you know, the whistleblower stuff was buried. And I think on the 21st page of it just kind of sloughed over and it was really, you know, so that they could, they could pull it off and they actually caught Merrick in a lie. Yeah. Now they're talking that. about impeaching him, you know, but yeah, McCarthy wants to impeach him because, but he should be, if he lied on a, <laughs> on a federal case like that, well, that's perjury. And that's, but, uh, but these you know. people, the rules don't matter for yeah. them. I mean, look what happened with Hunter. Hunter committed so many crimes. He, he did so many things that are wrong that other people have already gone to jail for and nothing. He gets a if, slap on the wrist and sent to a party. If you're a gun owner, think about this. You know, whether you're on, and there's a lot of lefties that say, oh, we want gun control, but they own guns legally. And some don't. But if you're a gun owner, you know, here's Hunter. He has a gun. He breaks a pretty serious law, and the outcome, he gets to get his guns back. What, what, what law is that? Throwing a loaded gun into a trash can 30 feet from an elementary school? Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. But but he gets to get his guns back, you know, because... Hey, well, you know, he lied, you know. On, he lied on the form. He said he wasn't... Uh, when you fill out a form for a weapon, you have to say, are you a drug user? And he said no, he wasn't when he was an active drug user. So he lied on a federal form. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, he's he's got privileges. I I'll tell you that, and it, it it really stinks. And of course, the corruption with the Biden family. But what I think, I think there's something else brewing out there, or maybe it's brewed. Well, I got a question. We're just waiting to see it. I got a question for you. Okay, you are Joe Biden. And for the last 40 years, you've been selling influence to the position, whatever position he has, be it a high position in Senate, be it the vice presidency, or be it the presidency. He's been doing things that are corrupt, and he has been getting away with it. I mean, just to the obvious casual observer from the outside looking in, all you have to do is look at uh, the lifestyle that Joe Biden lives, and you know that he didn't make it from his Senate income, period. He made it by other means, and those means aren't specified in any tax document. He's just he's listed as a, a U.S. senator, and here's my income from that job. In the meantime, he buys mansions all over the place 
that are worth much more than he's supposedly worth. And, uh, you know, and he gets away with it. So so my point is, Bill, you're Joe Biden. You get away for 40 years with all this corruption. Don't you think that right now you're still going to get away with it all? Yeah, and I'm wondering how they're going to explain this because breaking news, another Hunter Biden WhatsApp a message to Chinese CEF associate. Uh, the Bidens are the best I know at doing what the chairman wants. This is a, a billionaire uh, tied to the uh, CCP intelligence gathering agency. And this WhatsApp came from, remember the date here, August 3rd, 2017. <clears throat> August 3rd, 2017. Yeah. So what was he at that point in time? It was, uh, I think he was a retired, he was a retired. He was a, a, just an average citizen at the time. But he's still doing business, which means there was history before when he was vice president. And yeah. obviously, it's going on now. And, you know, you got to look. You, you know, know, we talked about this yesterday. If I were the Chinese and I were working with these sleazeballs, first of all, understand something. Understand something. The Chinese know the character of these people, of these two men, Hunter and Joe. They know higher. That's it. Because that WhatsApp thing that I talked about, that message, it was a couple of weeks later that the uh, Bidens received $5 million from that. Which is nothing for the Chinese government. It is nothing. I mean, to, to keep this guy wrapped around their finger, right? Five yeah. million bucks is nothing. In the, but it's in, not on any tax form. Of course it isn't, but they have, I'm sure they have video. I'm sure they have audio. And if I were Joe, I would be a little concerned with uh, somehow a leak coming from somewhere with audio of Joe doing something wrong, if the Chinese want to do that. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, as a matter of fact that everything that the U.S. government has done with uh, President Trump, every time he would uh, speak to somebody on the phone, he was, it was being listened into by his staff, and it was being recorded by somebody. He never had a private conversation. They tried, to, makes, they tried to impeach him for that. Yeah, and which makes you wonder, you know, who are these people really working for? Are they, uh, you know, Americans with American interests? Or the Americans with interests tied to a foreign country, you know. I, I, I mean, well, it's a rat nest in in D.C. This um, is the deep state that Trump was talking about in his speech, though. Understand yeah. something: that when Trump said, "I'm going to remove the deep state and all the evil people behind it," and I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially what he said. Um, these people in Washington. You know they're having emergency meetings trying to figure out what to do with this guy, Trump. I mean, he's, A, bringing too much attention to, quote, the deep state. They don't want it. They they live in the darkness, these people. They live in the shadows. They are not in the limelight. And if they are figures from, if they are figures from the government that you know about, you don't realize they're part of the deep state. You're not supposed to. If you know what I mean, it's yeah, a, I know it. The deep state is a, a quiet, subversive, uh, functioning entity, and it, it doesn't exist well in the light. 
Look, if they had something on Trump, we wouldn't have these news stories, these sensational stories that we have, you know, with hearsay stuff. Because it's, it's, well, I know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that said this. And the reason I say that is these deep state people, whether it's ours right. or even in the Soviet Union, you know, they get dirt on people. And then they don't have to go and sling mud out in public. They just have to sit there. You get something in the mail or you get a knock on the door, you're handed an envelope. And that's not of spy movies, friends. That's in real life. Uh, Russians used to sit there and convert their rubles to American dollars from businessmen. They'd go stay at the Hilton right there in, uh, in East Berlin before the wall came down. Well, they didn't know that you didn't know that every room had cameras in it. So they might set you up at, um, uh, well, downstairs was the, 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 the lounge was called the, uh, chips, great bar been there. And, but these women would come up to you. And they'd make friends with you, and they'd want to go to your room. Well, the next thing you know, you get an envelope that has pictures in it, and they're willing to release it to your wife or family for money. Well, that's also done by the Chinese. It's done by a lot of people. And you don't think that people of power at Epstein's Island? You know, you didn't buy influence somewhere. But what I'm saying is they don't have anything like that on Trump. So yeah. that's why they're throwing all this crap on the wall, hoping something sticks. Mark Levin, you know Mark Levin, he, um, he had some comments. He said, there must have been several scores of leaks against Trump involving testimony, documents, audio, etc. And they're all obviously coming from the government. Trump's yeah. lawyers need to file an immediate motion with the long list of leaks as an exhibit asking that the entire case be dismissed because of prosecutorial misconduct and the government effort to influence the jury pool. Moreover, I would insist that the court determine whether the, the, the Department of Justice has opened investigations into these felonies. This needs to happen now. And he put the, the last sentence in all caps. This needs to happen now. So... He's sending a message to somebody with a set of cojones to just do it because it is the right thing. Because he, you know, you guys, a talk show host, he was an attorney, friends, and still is. You know, and a very and, good one too. Very good. And one. once you learn, you know, the law, and you know the law, you know, you live, breathe, and think it. You dream about it. Come on, let's be honest. Well, uh, you know, I. I picked up on a, there was a tweet, a response to that from Jenna Ellis. And I don't know where Jenna Ellis is right now with the relationship to President Trump. I know she was a big uh, part of trying to uh, get the states to do something right after the stolen election. She would be out there speaking uh, on behalf of of President Trump. But uh, she made a comment like, uh, this is great advice. Hopefully President Trump will sign on to this and not just simply hope to win in the uh, court of public opinion or something like that. And I thought that's kind of a, that's kind of a surprise response uh, from somebody who is a, or has appeared to be a staunch reporter. You know, I'm hoping that what she's saying is that president Trump just thinks all he needs to do is win in the court of uh, public opinion, because that won't work. He's got to start 
I, in my opinion, he's got to start lowering the hammer on all of these accusations in a, in a legal way too. Otherwise, it's going to get very murky and very messy, if you know what I mean. Um, but mm-hmm. anyway, that was Jenna Ellis. And uh, what else is going on? Uh, uh, I mean, there's so much happening right now. It's hard to keep track. Uh, and, and speaking of so many things happening, um, we got an audio tape uh, yesterday, and I'm not going to say who gave it to us. It was a nice enough gentleman who sent us a tape and said, this is a must hear right now. So I, so I, it was an hour and a half long, and I listened to it. You know what I'm talking about. And, yeah. And, uh, John, I know the guy. Yeah. And he's, he's a friend like John. And, and but he's a very nice guy, and thank you very much for sending that along. It, it's an old tape. And uh, what I was going to point out to to our fans out there is you have to be careful as to what you're you're listening to and who you're paying attention to because there's a lot of noise out there from people who aren't really knowledgeable, but they want you to think they are. Their, their importance is their presentation as opposed to the facts. Uh, mm-hmm. And what happened was the tape that I listened to, uh, most of the facts came from 2017 to 2020, and they included predictions, predictions as to what was going to happen. And, and literally, it was like they were talking about the upcoming election. This is a tape, by the way, that's still out there. And it's it's mm-hmm. it's headlined like uh, must hear or must listen, and and people think, oh, this is important. It's old news, and most of their predictions didn't happen. And uh, I'm not saying that there aren't things out there going on in the background that we don't know about, because I truly think there are. I do think mm-hmm. that there's things happening that we are not privy to, because if we were privy to it the opposition would be privy to it, and that would be stupid. That would be giving uh, giving away the whole game. You know, I mean, if, if, if President Trump has proven anything, he's the master of the deal. He wrote the book, The Art of the Deal. He knows mm-hmm. how to work a deal. And one of the big things with a deal is you don't show your cards too soon. You know, like Kenny Rogers used to say, you've you got to know when to hold mm-hmm. them and know when to fold them. And that's uh, what Trump is a master at. And I, I would think that even someone like Jenna Ellis, who I just talked about a little while ago, I would think that she's only close enough to Trump, but not as close as she'd like to be. I think that he keeps his distance from he, – he compartmentalizes his relationships with different people that he deals with so that they don't have the full picture. I would venture to say that only truly he has the entire – 360 picture of what he's doing. Maybe there's an assistant or two that is on the same page, but he's the guy who sees the the playing field for what it really is. Am I right, Bill, mm-hmm. or am I am making an assumption that that uh, I shouldn't be making? No, you're exactly right. I agree with you 100. Thank you, sir. You, you you do have to watch the news, and you know what? That actually goes for both sides. You know, because yeah. uh, I know we got lefties that listen to the show, and they sit there and they pick on everything we say. Oh, absolutely. And I'm sitting there, but you know, really take the time to get into the facts, because the the source that 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 audio video came from is a trusted source. Oh, but yeah. you know, every everybody wants to everybody wants to find the smoking gun for their side. You know, one of the reasons why I brought this up is I haven't had a chance to talk to your source. I think he lives near me in in this area of the state. I could be wrong. I could be thinking of somebody else. 
But in he's a, on, I think, by Washington, Cannonsburg, down in there. Well, least, he, he, yeah, well, he's not too far. Maybe we'll do yeah. coffee. But the thing is, uh, I wanted him to know that I appreciate him sending it to us, and I do hope that he takes a moment to think about uh, the message and, and that it, there's a lot of noise out there, and I think that's old noise, and you got to pay attention to what's happening like right now. You know, yeah. uh, and, and you can't, you can't, uh, you have to learn from your mistakes of history, but you have to realize what's happening right now uh, yeah. in the present. But he, like a lot of people, even, even your wife does it, you know, they, they, a lot of people sit there and they, they have their smart devices and they go through stuff and they, they'll see something that maybe they don't remember or not aware of. And the way it's presented is like, it's a now thing. Uh, even on the mainstream news, I'll see a story go, oh, and then I look, you know, really down in the bottom, it might be dated. And I'm going, wait a minute, this is it's old news. Yeah. Uh, or once you read into it, you're going, it's old news. Uh, I probably waste a, a good 25% of time, you know, Do you remember at stuff? right after the election, it was almost, we were so, we were so crushed as, as a, a nation, so divided that a lot of us went to the internet looking for answers and, and hopefully a quick solution. And what happened was there was a void that was created and some nefarious people on our side, I guess, figured, well, I can, we can fill the void. Let's tell them mm -hmm. what we think is going to happen and make it sound like it's, it's factual. And a lot of people did that. They went out and they started to talk about things that were, uh, uh, were happening as if they were news items, and people believed. They wanted to believe. I can think of one guy. I won't mm -hmm. mention his name, but he lives in England. I'll mm -hmm. say that much. And and the world for a while, I mean, the Internet for a while, was looking to him as if he was getting some kind of special access to what was happening in this country. He was giving us messages that we thought, whoa, this is – he, and he sounded authoritative. Of course, he had that – masterful british accent which always adds to the you can trust just yes again. adds to the mystery in the earth that's right it adds to the trust factor uh but he didn't know anything he knew nothing and eventually after time went on and, and he made these predictions that constantly didn't come through i mean they one after the other he and for a while he was saying well, by next Tuesday or by next Wednesday. And people are waiting for next Tuesday and Wednesday. And it would come and it would go, you know. But there is there is no Nostradamus of politics. That's but, exactly right, Bill. Perfectly you know, said. There are a lot of people out there. You'll take that no, Nostradamus of uh, politics prediction if it bodes well to your mindset and what you feel yeah. is right or yeah. you believe is right or have been convinced to believe is right. And, and, and what it's hard. What we're saying is be, be careful who you listen to. I mean, when we do what we do on our show, and I'll give you a little thumbnail. I think Bill will agree is we take the news from news sources. We, you know, you hear the audio because you hear it coming from their mouths. And then we talk about it and give you our thoughts on it. But mm -hmm. we're not, we're not, and sometimes we'll, we'll tell you a rumor we've heard. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we won't deny that we've heard this and we've heard that, but we'll usually tell you it's a, a rumor and, uh, no facts here, but you know, use it for what it is, a, a unverified, uh, comment. Uh, but some people will, 
will take your need for, for something good to happen and they'll use it. They'll use it to get listeners. They'll, they'll use it to get uh, subscribers. They'll, they'll just abuse the, uh, the, you know, the, the situation. Your, they'll abuse your trust. They'll take advantage of you. And, uh, and we don't want that to happen to you. I think that's why a show like ours works so well. Because we we are honest with our audience to a fault. Yeah, I think so. By the way, let's give ourselves a plug right here. We should have done it at the front of the show. We always do it at the end. You know, if you want to comment or say anything or just let us know how things are going, you can always send your uh, inquiries or suggestions or comments or maybe you got a story. We'll take the time to look at it. It may not go anywhere, but then again, it might. And that's mail at itsanotherday.com. Yes, and we have a phone number if you want to call us. We do. We do. If you want to leave a voicemail, all you yeah. have to do is call 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. And we'd love to hear from you. And, yeah, really uh, you know, maybe you'll make a suggestion and we might use it because we're open to all good suggestions, you know. And and if you live close by and you're cooking, you know, like uh, you know, some nice baked goods and uh, you know stuff like that, uh, we'll come over for dinner and eat it all for you. I have not heard it yet, but apparently Tucker Carlson uh, dropped uh, episode number seven yesterday called uh, "Irony Alert, Irony Alert: The War for Democracy Enables Dictatorship." Ooh, it sounds like a good one. So you may want to check that out. Uh, and he's also promised. That's just some big news is coming out soon with regard to uh, to Tucker Carlson, and I, I don't know whether he's going to expand uh, the oh, length. The length. Of, be. Well, uh, he may be expanding the length of his show. I know that you know that Fox is firing people right and left. They fired nine more people who were the final nine who were working on his show were removed from their job last week. They were fired, so all of his staff is gone, and I would think that. From what I've heard, he's hiring them all, so he's not hiring me. He's not becoming like a welfare organization. I'm sure he's uh, building his new show. Uh, well, maybe he's building a network. Well, you know, there's a number of things that had me thinking about what's he doing. Would he be going to Newsmax? You know, would he? Would he? Uh, people say, well, they already they do have a good staff right now. They have a good nighttime rotation. They have uh, Rob Schmidt. They have Eric Bowling, who does a terrific job. They have Greg Kelly, who's been doing a great job for for years now there. Mm -hmm. uh, so they have three terrific shows. They have Carl Higby at nighttime, who is a, a young man who, when I first watched him, looked like he was a, a deer in headlights. And he has literally grown into a professional in front of our eyes. You know, he, he's a veteran. Uh, he's been in combat. Wow. Uh, I mean, it, 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 the network has really blossomed, but they can always make an adjustment for a show like that that will bring well, millions. They, they could. The, the other network out there, that uh, old compadre of mine that uh, was shunned from Fox and, uh, you know, started his own thing, said, the hell with it. I'm doing my own thing, doing quite well, and really would like to have Tucker. And now I'm not going to say we're, we're tight buds. We're not buds. Blaze. Well, Blaze would be good, but the problem with Blaze is they don't have a terrest terrestrial over-the-air following. I mean, one of the things about Newsmax is mm -hmm. that Newsmax has the network built up, the standard TV cable network, and it, yeah. also, it also has millions of people who can watch their live programming 
on the internet. They don't charge a fee, whereas Blaze does charge yeah, a fee. Yeah, they do have a fee there. That's that's true. But I don't know. You know, there's 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 a lot of possibilities. Or he could do what the Blaze did and build his own network. Because uh, I got to believe there's not only does he have the money, but, you know, the old rule, you use other people's money. What's to stop him well, from saying, hey, uh, or even teaming with somebody that might uh, benefit from having a, another media outlet out there. There is another network which no one's talking about, and that's News Nation. Yeah. News Nation. And that's the network that uh, Chris Cuomo went to and does a show in the evening. He's a little less uh, uh, partisan. He's a little more neutral now on News Nation, which is probably a good move on his part. Um, but he's still Chris Cuomo, right? But let's say hypothetically you're an, a, a network that you want to uh, draw people to and uh, get them to follow your programming. Would you think it a smart investment to maybe go out and make a masterful deal with Tucker Carlson? I think so. And by yeah. the way, News Nation, I think, is owned by like the same company that owns the uh, Tribune in Chicago. And I mean, they have a lot of money behind them. I think it's yeah. Nexstar that actually owns them. They've so, been around, yeah. They yeah. Next Star, I believe, has television and they other, do, uh, yeah, yeah. So they actually have land-based, you know, um, you know, outlets that yes. aren't just internet and uh, yeah. So I mean, so something interesting I think is going to happen with Tucker. He's not going to just be on Twitter. This Twitter thing is a way for him to keep his face in front of the masses. I mean, when you think about it, more people see him on Twitter that ever saw him on Fox, you know, I mean, and the neat thing about Tucker's show on Twitter is like, I can get off the air at, uh, uh when this program ends and it's uh, posted and I can go sit down in a chair and listen to it at my leisure, you know, yeah. which you is, can play it whenever, wherever. Yep. Like our show. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we see in the downloads. You know, people are sitting there, you know, probably, uh, on their recliner sofa, Sitting out on the porch, having a cup of coffee, or a little sipping a little brandy, and listening to the show, smoking a big old fat stogie, both of which are not good for you. But you know, <laughs> um, I don't know whether you heard about this, but uh, Florida State Senator, uh, not State Senator, I'm sorry, let me slap myself for saying that. Florida U.S. Senator, I, I demoted the man, uh, Marco Rubio, says uh, David Grush isn't the only high-level government official with fantastical claims about UFOs and otherwise anomalous phenomena. Hmm. Uh, he uh, he talks about it right here. Listen. I will say there are people that have come forward to share information with our committee over the last couple of years. I would imagine some of them are potentially some of the same people that perhaps he's referring to. I want to be very protective of these people. A lot of these people came to us even before these protections were in the law for whistleblowers to come forward. There are people who have had firsthand knowledge and claim to have firsthand knowledge of seeing this type of thing or, or have firsthand knowledge or firsthand claims of certain things uh some are public figures you know and, and you've heard from them in the past others um you know have, have, have not shared publicly and so we're trying to gather as much of that information as we can but I, and the reason why i'm being cautious not trying to be evasive but i am trying to be protective of these people some of these people still work in the government and frankly a lot of them are very fearful fearful of their jobs fearful of their clearances fearful of their career 
and, and, and some, frankly, are, are fearful of harm coming to them. So that category of people who have firsthand knowledge, who say they have actually seen these kinds of things, do you find many of them credible? Well, I don't find them either not credible or credible because we have no basis about we understand some of these claims are things that are beyond sort of the realm of what any of us has ever dealt with. What I think we owe them is just a mature, you know, understand listening and, and trying to put these all these pieces together and just sort of intake the information without any prejudgment or jumping to any conclusions in one direction or another. I will say I find most of these people at some point, or maybe even currently, have held very high clearances and high positions within our government. So you start at, you do ask yourself, like, what incentive would so many people with that kind of um, qualification, these are serious people, have to come forward and make something up? You know, it's interesting. He said uh, some people are, are fearful for their jobs, and even some of them are fearful for their life. I thought that was that's interesting. Why, why would they be fearful for their life? Why are they trying to keep something like this so, you know, confidential? Uh, I don't know. But uh, they also say that we're going to hear more and more of this now. I guess, mm -hmm. is it another another distraction, Bill? There's a lot of distractions out there. I even sometimes wonder when Joe talks and says something stupid, if it's not just a way to distract people to get the news to bite on it, and they talk about that while something else is going on. That's a good point. Um yeah, I they never, they never thought about that. Hey, Joe, you want to want to draw some attention away from well, uh, what's happening in the news? Say something dumb at the uh, at the luncheon this afternoon, would you please? No problem. Well, apparently, as a time traveler, you know that, right? Because in his speeches, he always goes, "You know, when I was a kid, yeah, like he was talking in uh, about uh, growing up in New York in this little town. I I forget, maybe it was Syracuse or something, where there's a hundred million dollar." Uh, chip plant that's going in there, an astronomical amount of the money, you know, and he remembered back at the turn of the century. All right, so you're going back to 1900, Joe, <laughs> and having your your family having to leave and 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 go to where the money with, was with which was New York City, you know. So you he heard you heard he said it at a luncheon a couple of days ago. He said, um, and I think to his right at the table was the uh, Prime Minister of India, mm -hmm. and he said, "I'm sorry, I uh, started without you. I, I, I well, I, you know, I, he stumbled like that." And they said, "And you know, of course, I sold some of our information uh, to our." I mean, he literally said, "I sold some of our information to," and, and I thought, "You what? What is going through this guy's head?" You know, I don't know. He was talking about uh, the IRA is our best shot at tackling climate changes, <laughs> but only if we don't squander it. Now, but here's where he went wait, on. Now, wait, 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 uh, wait. He said the IRA. Is that right? The IRA, which is actually the Irish uh, Republican Army. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> but anyway, then he goes on to go. I grew up watching Schoolhouse Rock. The animated shorts that educated American children of the 70s. Of the 70s. He was a senator. We, yeah, he was a senator in, well, in the 70s. And in 1969, he was a councilman. So he's telling us, basically, when he used to watch that little <laughs> scrolled-up piece of paper with the red bow on it, yeah. watching, walking up the steps to where finally it became a law. Mm -hmm. That's what he's referring to. He was 27 years old in 1969, so he was a grown man in the Senate watching cartoons. 
You got to love Bull crap. Because yeah. all you got to do is do the math on that one. So either that or he is really a time traveler and a kid. And of course, you know, he was walking out of a meeting yesterday and someone said, did your family, did, did Hunter Biden lie about uh, working with? And he said, no. He he denies vehemently over and over again things that are becoming more and more factual. I mean, we have more and more proof that his family is is corrupt and have oh, yeah. done things that are wrong. Amazing. Uh, you know, and Washington, D.C. once again has proven that they are the swamp because they have given somebody who doesn't deserve uh, this a— uh, a really nice, comfy position. Listen, uh, right. just when you thought uh, you could forget his name, Anthony Fauci, the former director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, is making headlines again. The maestro of medical misdirection, <laughs> I like that, the maestro of medical misdirection is taking on a new role. On Monday, Georgetown University announced that Dr. Anthony Fauci is set to join the university's faculty as a distinguished professor. What they said was, quote, after dedicating 54 years of his life to public service, Dr. Anthony Fauci has chosen Georgetown University to play a major role in the next phase of his career, end quote, according to a news review. Can you believe that? I mean, this guy is being rewarded big time for um, for what he did to our country. He locked us down. He funded game gain of function research at the Wuhan laboratory, which is right. which is the place that's responsible for COVID, uh, and and he's gotten nothing. He went on CBS this past week and he did this long uh, diatribe about don't listen to misdirection and fake news. Uh, listen to me, essentially, is what he was saying. I tell the truth. No one else. You get him in front of uh, Jim Jordan again, and I'm sure you'll you'll see the real truth. Uh, you, you should get him in front of Rand Paul. That's even better, you know? But anyway, Dr. Fauci has a new gig at Georgetown. Well, oh, by the way, uh, where Biden said the IRA. Yeah. He should have never said the IRA, but yes. actually that stands for the Inflation Reduction uh action or act. act yeah okay. yeah so that's what that's what he was saying with the ira yeah, but he was way, probably thinking about the ira from from ireland oh yeah no 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 but joe you know i don't think there's a single speech that he he does that doesn't have some gaff misquote uh or or travel in history to a place in time that he's never been he's lived and grown up everywhere wherever he's speaking from a podium well he grew up in that town and that's has true. history that's true. You know, the thing you have to remember, and I'm sure there are listeners out there on the left, and I know, I know a few uh, friends of mine who just don't seem to, to quite get it yet, But uh, and that's okay. We still love you. Um, the fact of the matter is uh, he's not a nice guy. He may no. look like everybody's grandfather, you know, tottering along, stumbling along you know, with, the, with that billion-dollar smile that truly – has been the thing that's got him places. He has a great smile, and he was easy to use that smile to gain access to everything. But the fact of the matter is, the guy is not a nice guy. Think about this for a second. You love your kids, right? Most of our audience out there, they have children, grandchildren. They love their kids. 
they wouldn't do anything to harm their kids. They would sacrifice for their children. This guy doesn't do that. Instead, he makes one of his children his bag man. Uh, mm-hmm. Hunter, you gotta you gotta help us out. Uh, you be the guy that goes to China and work the deal. Make sure you get uh, so much money for us, and we'll give so much of access to that to them. And and, and by the way, if by doing that you become a, a drug addict because you're alone and you're around the wrong people, that's something we'll have to deal with later. Okay, but right now, go out. We'll and take do care that. of you. Yeah. Then and that's what they're doing. Then Hunter has a relationship with a young woman. You know, they like to they like to denigrate people that they that don't fit their narrative. They will say on the news items, the news stories, Hunter Biden was uh, had a relationship with a stripper in Arkansas. No, he had a relationship with a young woman in Arkansas who may may have been that may have been her job. But she still is a human being. She still is a young woman. Well, you know, maybe her job choice was uh, poorly thought through, but you don't crush her because of that mistake. But, you know, here's what she did do right. She had the baby. She had the child. And the child, by the way, her name is Navy. She wanted to be called Navy Biden, but the court, because they're corrupt, said she couldn't use the last name. Right. Even, even though even though there's DNA proving that she is Hunter Biden's baby, and the baby, the young four-year-old now, is adorable. I mean, anybody who sees this little girl would want to give her a, a hug like she'd be a, everybody's perfect grandchild, except for Joe Biden. The whole family hates hates the kid. They don't and acknowledge that's terrible. Her. No, you know you you feel, and I feel sorry for the mom because, you know, moms have it the toughest. I've always said that because they bore the child, they end up raising the child. You know, it's it's hard to find in 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 any home. Uh, you I know, I'm not saying there's bad dads. Don't get that wrong. But I'm just saying, you know, I mean, and there are bad moms too. Um, but they, they end up doing everything. They, they, they I don't want to hear about priests that like Joe Biden and priests that make excuses for Joe Biden. You know, no. Joe, Joe's a, a practicing Catholic bull. bull. <laughs> I like, we did, we did that together, Bill. We almost got, yeah. If we yeah. do it again, one, two, two three, three, bull. bull. I no, like I it. You were slow. <laughs> one, two, three, bull. bull. Well, well, close. <laughs> but no cigar. But the fact of the matter is. Uh, Joe Biden is not a good man, and Hunter Biden is not a good man. These apples don't fall far from the tree, right? And uh, to ignore that little child and to – he tried to cut back on child support. Think he about did. That. Yeah. Did he get it? Yeah, he got it cut way back. Mind I mean, you, he's the father. It's proven. Yeah, no, it, 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 uh, it got cut way back if it didn't get cut all the way. But, yeah, if you look it up, it uh, – I mean, this guy got, he got to have his cake with all the icing and ice cream that you wanted to eat it and hers too, and yours and mine. You know, this guy got everything that he wanted and then some. So anyway, Hunter and Joe are not nice people. No matter how nicely they both smile, they are not nice. They're creeps. And, and if you are out there saying, oh no, he's my man. I would suggest that you reevaluate 
the situation. I mean, if you are determined not to vote for Trump, that's your business. But there are other choices out there on the Democratic side. Uh, some, some people who are a bit more honorable than the guy you have in office right now. One other thing I wanted to point out, Bill, before we wrap this thing up. Have you heard the Pope? Um, I'm Catholic. I'll say that right up front so people know where my, and I am a practicing Catholic. I like how they say practicing, like we haven't figured it out yet, so we keep practicing. But the fact is, uh, he had these artists visit uh, the Vatican a couple of days ago, and uh, one of the artists, and I haven't got his name in front of me, but I was the artist who created Piss Christ, P-I-S-S, Christ. Now, the name offends me, but let me tell you what it is. It's a jar with a crucifix in it, and it's, it's in urine. The guy urinated in the jar on the crucifix and then sealed it up, and that became a, a work of art. That's what, and he was in Rome being warmly greeted by this clown who calls himself the Pope. Now, listen, understand something. In the Catholic Church, they talk about the Pope's fallibility and infallibility. You may have heard about that. Even if you're not Catholic, you may have heard, well, they think the Pope's infallible. He's not infallible about everything, okay? He, there are only certain things that they consider him to be, and they, they deal with theology. Theology. When it comes to actual life experience, he's fallible as hell. And, and, I, and I, I mean that sincerely. This guy is not doing the, the church a favor by being what he's, the kind of pope that he is. He's crushing. People are leaving the church in droves. They're leaving the religion. And listen, it, my belief is if you, if you find Christ in another religion and that's a way for you to, to communicate with Christ in a direct and warm way, God bless you. Whatever you do, as long as you maintain the line of communication between you and Christ, life is good, okay? Uh, don't worry about uh, how you do it. I always think of religion this way. Mm -hmm. Religion is like telephones, okay? It really is like telephones. Uh, Bill has a cell phone. I'm using a princess phone. You're using a wall phone, but we're all calling the same number, okay? We're all calling the same number. We may think our phone's better, faster, cuter, more portable, but the fact is they all do the same thing. And that one thing is uh, maintaining a line of communication with God. And before I end up sounding like an uh, evangelical program, I'll be quiet now. By the way, um, just so you know, apparently uh, we may not be here tomorrow. May I beg your pardon? Around and around. Well, we may not be here tomorrow. Apparently, you know, we've had a lot of asteroids coming by and near misses. They get real close. Yeah. Apparently, there's a big, giant, huge one. I mean, huge asteroid that right now. How big, within, Huh? How big? Huge. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Huge. <laughs> anyway, apparently, it's going to be passing by. And in just a little bit, of, uh, over an hour from now, this morning, it's going to do a flyover a little bit after 9 o'clock. So by the time How you hear close? the show. Uh, I don't have the mileage, but it's, they say it's really close. Can we see it you, from? If we go outside and look, will we see it go by? Or? I guess you can see it, but it's traveling fast. Uh -huh. It's going twenty six thousand miles per hour. Oh, now, how big? You know, you think of Big Ben the clock. 
This thing is bigger. It is bigger than 10 buses. Wow. Which is how big this thing is. And I got to thinking, well, I know why it's it's, it's doing a flyby. If it's big as 10 buses or uh -huh. bigger, it's probably going to be dropping off some illegal aliens. <laughs> I think we should end the show now. Yeah, I really. Think so too. Yes. Hey, uh, have, yourself, have yourself a, a good day. Uh, I have to go uh, make sure my will is in order because, yeah. uh, because there's a large item flying at us right now. <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah. Get your Lloyds of London <laughs> insurance. You know? Exactly. Oh, gosh. What a way to end the program. Have a good day, my friend. Hasta la vista. I'm out of here. The Voice of Freedom. CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>